Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. Welcome to this week's episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast. Today, we've got a super exciting guest that, man, I I just had a really fun time talking with him before the episode. I I think we're going to have some fun nuggets for us. Jared Robin, who started off in FedEx. I haven't talked to many folks selling out of FedEx. And he worked in some strategic accounts, was in the top 1% of their sales organization, and then moved into different companies of all shapes and sizes, startups, tech, all sorts of different companies really helping drive growth in sales. but. The reason and where I found him was through what he's building now. And it's a community called Rev Genius and recently Rev League, where there are folks from revenue operations, sales, all coming together to build community. I think the community is about 19,000 people strong now. It's something that's only been launched for the last 18 months and really creating learning opportunities, networking, and helping build the future of sales professionals. And so Jared has been a leader, especially through COVID, as we think about not having a chance to connect with others, to really help us connect, get more knowledge about where the best companies, what are the best places to work? What are the best sellers doing to kick some ass? So Jared, I'm excited to have you on and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, we, we, For everyone listening, we spent about 35 minutes pre-show just riffing. So I'm excited to, uh, to unpack some stuff. I think there's a bunch of nuggets in here that'll be really great. And so I gave folks a high level overview of your background, but talk to us about some of the really impactful experiences for you, or what are one or two things that have defined how you view sales, how you view sales leadership, and what's really shown up for you throughout that experience that defines how you see the world today? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a deep question that can't just be shaped by sales alone, right? Um, that is that is exceptionally deep. And then like, like many, the situations that have defined sales for me aren't necessarily on my resume. Um, and in sales jobs, right? The sales job that you were there for three months and yeah, didn't really make it. But... It, it didn't make it uh, because you left either because you got fired or it just wasn't a fit. And both reasons could define. So um, I worked for a company and, and I don't want to use the word defining. I, I would like to say impactful because geez, life is a journey. And, uh, and so often life defines your sales journey, not sales defining your life journey. All right, so let's let's leave that. So, um, you know, some cool experiences like where, where I rebounded from like down and out and stuff. So, I worked for a little company at the time, a fifty-person company, maybe not little, but like um, still in the startup phase, called Seamless Web. I hated making cold calls, uh, so I left. That company became Seamless.com, bought by Grubhub, bought by Aramark, and all of that. And they wanted me to stay, and. Um, and I, you know, at the time it was like, like corded phones and, um, yeah. And, and, and calling office managers. And I was just like, this is for the birds. Like my, my girl, my, my goal at the time, and this is geez, 
I'm dating myself probably 15 years ago was to, was to get into field sales. That was like the Mecca at the time. And, um, and I'm like, how could I get there if I'm inside cold calling people? Like it didn't lo behold seamless is where I order food whenever I'm ordering it and all of that and, and how much they've grown. So that's big. The, two other, two other moments all early. Like, so I'd been like a relatively successful student, kind of, um, like three, of, kind of enough. And, um, but when I went to FedEx, I, I got the job. I, I, I'm like, okay, I could become field sales. Like I got paid more enough to get out of the house. And then I wasn't in the top half of reps. And in fact, I, I was in the bottom half, right? If you're not in the top half, you're in the bottom. And I, and I watched other reps get promoted before me. And it was super objective, super objective. Like, like literally who was in order of the stack rank got promoted one at a time. There was zero subjectivity to it. And that was kind of rad. And that was kind of interesting, like to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to interview for the next one because I know who's going to get picked. Um, but I did step up and um, I ended up being the fifth person promoted fourth or fifth, I think out of 12. So I, I wasn't all the way at the end and um, I did it because I stepped up and, and, and got it. So like learning that nobody but yourself is going to help you with life and stuff. That was the lesson there. And then when I went from that and then and like, okay, cool. I got, I got the formula there. And, uh, and, and I climbed the rank proverbial ranks, at least as a, as an IC. And I'm like, I, I need something else. So I went into technology and I went from this $40 billion company at the time, which has grown quite a bit to a company that just raised one and a half million dollars and was a seed startup. And our sales force, sorry, instance at the time was empty was empty. So like, um, it was totally different. Now I have to cold call again. Remember what I hated in the beginning? FedEx was warm calling. So like that was big and, and, you know, um, and, and impactful. And, and I ended up, you know, life happened. I ended up breaking up with my girlfriend who we lived with at the time. And, and I actually had, was, uh, was without a home for a couple months living in an office building. And I'm fortunate that I had FedEx people, that was that were able to hook me up, uh, and I had a pull-out couch there, a bathroom in the hallway, and a microwave uh, in a good location uh, of Manhattan. And um, you know, it was edgy, and, and I worked from Starbucks every day, and I didn't get paid on time. Uh, we were running out of run rate, and uh, and I just kept my head down and kept selling. Learned how to sell. Uh, had an awesome colleague who developed the sales training curriculum at Groupon, which. If you think eight, nine years ago was arguably the, the hottest startup pre-Uber. Pre-Uber like was like the tops at the time. And um, we just buckled down and, and somehow got to Series A profitably. So like, I'm like, you know, I have a match with my team today, our team. Shut, shut the heck up, heads down. And, uh, and no matter what happens outside, just like, keep your focus. So those, those three things early on, and, and there, there's been a lot of spatterings, like, I mean, I could, but, but, but from a seller's perspective, uh, those are big. And, but, but again, life has been more impactful in selling. And we spoke about early life. Yeah, man, those are, 
crazy experiences that, you know, they don't go on the LinkedIn. They don't, most people don't know those. And I think it's so easy in today's society to, for me, sit back here and be like, wow, this guy's got a community, 19,000 people that he's built like over the last maybe 18 months, I think, mm-hmm. maybe two years. And it's like, holy cow. And you're like, yeah, there's a lot of struggle that's come before that. There's a lot of pain sleeping on a couch, uh, you know, in Manhattan, probably expensive real estate anyway. But man, like those types of experiences. living in an office building. That, make, that makes it nice. That makes it nice. But it's like those are the experiences that define us and help us empathize, help us understand like other people might be going through something, too. And so I'm curious, like, how do you now get to the spot of wanting to build Rev Genius and build a community for sellers, RevOps professionals. Like, mm-hmm. h- how'd you get there? So how I got to community, it's always so so ever since I I, I was always social, right? Like um loved going out with friends and, and things like that, as as many people do. Um, but transition to the tech world on the side, I wanted like early, like like right when I turned 30, and I, and this is nine years ago for those that keep track and could add the numbers, but um, I wanted a side project and I, and, and I had a best friend and I wanted something away from corporate to be a side project. And, and we decided to build a fashion magazine. We loved fashion. We loved fitness and we loved fun. And we're like, how does this look? And we're like, it's kind of like a personal concierge. We're like, yeah, like what do we love the most? And we said fashion. We didn't know anything about it day one, but he did. I, I didn't, I knew about the business, uh, but we, we got into this awesome world of, um, of avant-garde fashion and we wanted, and we created this magazine to support emerging fashion designers, people that were, um, not, um, funded well, but they had designs that were being taken by the top people. So like the best of the best there and, and built relationships. And, and, what I realized quickly was to go from somebody who had like nothing in the space, like no gravitas to like um, cachet yet um, to being like an international fashion film award winner, like multiple awards, multiple international fashion films, like shot in the New York times, Vogue, all of that. You had to be a homie and you, you just had, and, 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 and this was like, something that like I, I done my whole life, but like, I really like doubled down. I'm like, you know, I almost wanted, I wanted to create a nonprofit called the homie effect, the idea of doing something good for something else, but like in a vibey way, like not, you know, like is going to change the world, you know, essentially giving love, but like, like with good energy. And so we threw parties for our fashion magazine that we had digital fashion magazine that were like around the block. It's thanks to help from listeners like you, this podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks.